0: A lot of emotional problems and, you know, relationship problems that are just, you know, I need to see a therapist, but I hate that stuff too, seeing a shrink, a psychiatrist and stuff. I don't believe in that, I don't believe in going to church, you know, I don't believe in any kind of self-help, I don't know what to do, but I have definite issues. I've been drinking and smoking pot for 40 years, you know, um, I don't remember what I did Ten minutes ago. And that's how my life has always been and that's how it's gonna be. Whoa! whoa. All right. um, Episode 366 of Jeff. uh, What's the show called? What is it called? Um, The Movie Review Show, MovieJeff.com. I'm me, Movie Jeff. It's a me, a Movie Jeff. (laughs) Is a me, uh, the Movie Jeff. I am. Okay, so here's here's a little bit of a. We're gonna get into this. This is a three pack. Oh, it's a doc. Is this a doc? Doc three pack. What, what was I calling there? If, if I have some, that'll play now. If, that, if I have one. Doc, doc, doc. Doc. Um. So how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, it's the. What is it? The sixteenth day of September. 2021, and every second, folks, you have a chance to, to better yourselves and better your life. Just remember that, uh, whether we choose to do it or not, it's kind of irrelevant. Just that we always have that chance. Uh, and it is a 366 episode, but let me just say it's it's going to be a um, a bumpy road. I'm r- uh, out of this um, inconsistent posting uh, that is just never ending. And I do apologize, but uh, there really is nothing I can do about it. Now we're getting our basement uh, finished, remod—I guess remodeled or finished or—we're fin- finishing our basement. Very fancy stuff, I know. Uh, not that I'm Mr. Moneybags over here. This is literally uh, this is sucking me dry, and I'm, and I'm stressed out to—I'm—I'm t- <laughs> uh, I'm stressed out to the uh, nth degree. I'm gonna turn this off. This is probably pretty loud. i here. the beeping. The phone beeping, the notifications, you know, all these notifications, these smartphones, are they making us smarter? I don't think so. I think they're making us dumber. I <laughs> should call them dumb phones. They got it backwards on that one. Uh, so here we are. I My home recording, my home office recording studio, lovely this time of year, as you all know, is located right above where they're doing all this uh, hooting and hollering and slamming and blamming and bamming and whacking and, and stapling and nailing and hammering and, and sawing and uh, what, what goes into uh, uh, that kind of job? I don't know I'm, I'm, a, I'm but a uh, simpleton who does, I, I don't I can barely uh, I can barely brush my teeth <laughs> so I don't know how do you finish, how you finish the basement It'll be nice down there I guess essentially at some point so that'll be fun to have but its going to be about a three week job and they're on day number four so you do the math uh, seems like it might take longer than that because what well, I, I shouldn't say I don't know how fast this is gonna go. I really have no idea I don't know what's going on from minute to minute hour to hour let alone day by day, uh, but we are here, and uh, I am in the third floor, I'm, I'm laying on the floor like a beached whale, I'm laying in the attic floor, the carpeted floor, we opened up the windows in the house, maybe a little premature to let some fresh air in, but it's so it's muggy, it's still, it's still some muggy outside feeling to me, And still like sweating, which is fine, uh, sometimes that's, that feels good in a way, to sweat, sometimes not, sometimes it can feel annoying. Sometimes it can feel rejuven- uh, like a rejuvenating, uh, kind of in the middle. I feel like uh, I'm splitting the difference on that feeling, as of this moment. Uh, what else is there? Oh, so I'm lying up here. I'm, I'm recording this on my phone. I have no idea. Uh, look, does does, does does the is my is this is the sound I get in general ever that great? Not. I mean, if you're a real audiophile, I'm pretty sure it sounds like shit to you. Because I don't feel like I have a great mic setup still, even though I, I pay a little bit of money for a mic. My mic's like eighty dollars that I'm working with downstairs in my office, and I think it, I think it's fine. Uh, it's probably better than this, which is me just talking to my Google Pixel Four A on the speech record uh, function here. So that that's 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 uh, uh, that, that's neither, neither here nor there. I'm in my kid's playroom, and there's like a, a weird magnetic map of the uh united states you like a puzzle map where you put the it's like a it says the uh state and the capital when you put the puzzle piece into its regular slot and uh it goes off randomly i think it's something to do with electromagnetic energy i have no idea maybe it's a ghost who, who knows maybe it's a haunted puzzle who's to who who's to say uh so let's get right into it here uh, uh you heard some music up front when oh, no, i heard it. i played a clip up front um up, you know, I, and you, what you're hearing underneath is some bed music of some. Stevie Steve, you must bring this up right now, whatever song this is. How was that? Just making, making extra work for myself. Uh, so this is, um, Cool Daddy-O. Cool Daddy, I don't, you know, the Cool Daddy-O is the name of of an R. Stevie Moore song. Cool Daddy-O is the name of the documentary via Sky Films, which is, I think, a UK production company. And I'm trying to get the IMDb page, but this is, this is what tells you, this is all you need to know about this film is that, uh, it's under the radar. and um, you know, this does have an IMDB entry. This was uh, uh, um, a fair uh, you know a, a, a minute an hour and 18 minute long the film came out in summer 2019. It was It was impossible to find once it debuted at a film festival in the UK, because uh, it, it only aired, I think on like Sky Network. Or, uh, yeah, Sky TV or whatever the thing that's like a cable channel in England or Britain Brit- Brit- in the uh, United Kingdom. I don't know exactly. Um, you know, but it was uh, somebody, somebody ripped it off of that. It was clearly a TV broadcast because there's, there's built in commercial breaks at some points in the film. Um, <clears throat> so there's clearly, uh, clearly that going on. And I, um, uh, sorry, I'm getting I'm distracted here. Anyway, somebody put it on YouTube. Somebody rip, ripped it off of TV and put it on YouTube, and I randomly saw it because uh, on Twitter, on Twitter, Mr. R. Stevie Moore himself, who recently deactivated his account. Uh, he's a he's you know he's a uh, interesting fellow. He I think he does this from time to time. He's is he still, let me see if it's still deactivated. Uh, one second yeah it's still deactivated so I hope all is, all is okay with mr R. Stevie Moore uh, he, one day I saw I was checking on his Twitter account and I saw that he tweeted a link to the documentary on on YouTube which was a bit like yeah I mean that's something he would do but also uh, like it's kind of sad because this is this this is it really I think this is the this is the definitive film uh, synopsis of, uh, of, of, of the musician R. Stevie Moore. And I guess if you don't know R. Steve Moore, I should probably give you a little bit of background here at this point. Uh, R. Stevie Moore is a guy who's uh, mo- mo- commonly referred to in many circles as the grandfather of home recording. Uh, he's a very early uh, DIY kind of pioneer uh, home recording legend, uh, insanely prolific to the point of, I think, four and going on 500 albums. Um, a lot of them are, uh, I'm kind of, and this, this, watching these, this trio of films recently actually got me back into his music, and I've been recently going back and kind of organizing a, a, a music of his that I've had over the years, it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of a puzzle in itself because he he record he re-recorded a lot of his songs over and over again uh, no this is not a knock on his pro, you know he's obviously super prolific he's got thousands of songs but it uh, it makes parsing his discography a little d- little tricky um, because it's you know when did this song debut uh, what uh, what album you know like what is the definitive version and it's still these are all that this is all maybe um, Neither here nor there, and maybe just uh, very inside baseball. And when I say inside baseball, I and mean inside baseball I'm being my inside uh, my weird thought process. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't really know. But anyway, that's kind of the skinny on him. He, he, he's the son of a bass player, a uh, famous bass player in Nashville, Tennessee. He's a, he's a Southern boy. He's from the uh, the old gentry. Uh, his dad played on the, on the Elvis uh, Presley and the Johnny Cash records, and he was, uh, you know, uh studio musician would, would, was literally on hundreds and hundreds of, of of big records and was was a you know big known notable name bob moore and r stevie moore is his hippie son who didn't want to get down that path of just being the country western backup backing band studio guy and he wanted to do his own thing as a songwriter he was a acid rock psych kid and he uh kind of broke broke off on his own and he moved up to uh, my, my neck of the woods, New Jersey, and he lived in, I think, Bloomfield or uh, up in Maplewood, up in that area, uh, Montclair area of, uh, of Jersey, if you're familiar with that north, northern Jersey. the uh, hop, skipping a jump outside of New York City. And so that's where he kind of spent several decades. I think this uh, late 70s up into about probably the early 2000s, um, he lived and worked up there and made... These tape recordings that became CDR recordings, and he had mail clubs where he would send out. Uh, this is all again for the for the uninitiated uh, listening. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're, if you're already familiar with him, you, this is all just part of the story that's been rehashed a thousand times. Uh, nevertheless, um, I think it's important to kind of lay it down here, as this being my RCV Moore episode. Uh and I'm a big fan of his and I've I've I I one of these guys I don't remember where I heard of him maybe he was on WFMU he's he's had connections to that radio station uh, that radio station which is a famous North Jersey radio uh in a kind of freeform independent radio station for it's uh, one of the oldest in the country and uh he worked there and he has some early ties to there Irwin uh Choose was a DJ who's in this documentary as one of the talking heads as a champion of his. Maybe I heard it from him. I don't remember really exactly. Maybe some blog probably is, is the most uh, likely answer. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I've I've enjoyed him. He did a four, he did a tour. He did a couple tours around 2013. I saw two shows of his in Philly, and he since I would say around 2015 or so, he uh, basically hung it up and has stopped performing. Stop writing songs, although if you go to Bandcamp, you, you'll notice there's like a new upload of something uh, seemingly weekly over there, which is, I mean, most of it is just junk. He's just, he's just a, uh, uh, and this is, is kind of the fascinating part. He's he's a kind of a serial uh, creator of things, and, and, and whether these things have merit or not, I think is kind of in the eye of the beholder uh but he you know he, he's a diarist in a way that he's always got he's always has the record button going and so there you go that's i think my primer on him i think i did a fair job uh on that uh so let's talk about these, these movies and, and most importantly here the this the two other ones uh uh so i'm going to talk about the first one which is cool O, the second youth of r stevie moore which came out again in 2019 unceremoniously uh uploaded by some random dude to youtube and uh, late 2020, and then discovered by me uh, the, within the last week. And um, the other two both came out within a month of each other in 2012, and they're more low-key, direct-to-YouTube, uh, you, know, in, you know, super indie efforts. And we'll talk a little bit about each of those. The, all three movies have their merits, but you have to understand, the first one is, is, a, is a, I would say, a, more of a movie, in, in a sense. And the latter two are kind of, um, you know, fan, a step above maybe like just fan efforts, but they're probably four fans only, if that makes sense. So Cool Daddyo <coughs> was directed by, I believe, two young ladies, Monica Baran Baran and Imogen Putler. Imogen is a word as a name I've seen. Uh, Imogen Poots isn't that like an actress's name? Uh, Imogen Pootler, though is a different spelling, last name, different last, different person <laughs> altogether. Uh, so they, they, I believe are you know young uh, uh, British ladies. <laughs> I don't know. This is the only thing they've ever done, uh, and God bless them for getting this done. I think they had a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo at some point that I donated to. I'm pretty sure, and I, I never got a single perk. One of many times in my life where I've donated. To an indie go-go or a kickstarter and got it never got anything i never i never followed up on it because it was always just in, in the kind of something like this which was like when these indie where it's like you know what they got it hard enough What i'm gonna be clamoring for my five dollar gift or whatever the fuck i was supposed to get so in that sense i'm just sort of like you know what? it was a good cause to de- to to donate um uh, whatever five ten bucks or whatever it was uh, they got they got the movie finished. Took took them quite a few years, if I if I, if my memory serves correct. It was it was a bit of a painful slow process, as sometimes these things are. Uh, and you think about somebody like R. Stephen Warren, and a lot a lot of names, similar names come up. And one that comes up, I think, a lot, is Daniel Johnston. Now Daniel Johnston, much more notable, uh, notorious, famous name. R. I. P. He passed away, was it last two years ago? He uh, benefited from from an outstanding documentary, kind of a classic music documentary, The Devil and, De- and Daniel Johnstons. And you know, in my head, I'm thinking, well, R. Stephen Moore's a similar type of guy, he's underground, uh, you know, working in a real lo fi way, you know, he's kind of a lo fi heads legend. And he's was all he, he seemed ripe or he seemed like the kind of guy who was who was ripe for a primo you know, definitive documentary film, and is this it? This is for better or worse. I think I think it has to be, and it's going to be it. And and that's that being said, you know, it, it could it be better? I guess you know, it, it could it benefit from from a bigger production and, and more money? Maybe. So much of his story is told in a way, um, is a, is, a, is a lo-fi story. It's a story about not. Things not coming together really, and, and and in a way, it was a fitting. And I wrote about this on the website moviejeff.com. My review for Cool Daddyo, in, in a way that this this documentary, it, it, its its path to, to existence, and and how it looks and feels and, and all of that stuff, put all of it together, is sort of fitting in a way, uh, to me that uh, this is this is this is it. This is the definitive. Um, stevie moore doc and maybe i'm wrong maybe at some point someone else someone else will come around. It, it seems unlikely at this point i think he just turned 70 years old maybe um so he's not a spring tricking um but this and so as a movie to talk about it as a movie it, it, it is a fairly standard documentary Starts off, I was very worried. It was very rote feeling the first fifteen minutes. Didn't incorporate any, and I, I thought they had had new footage of him, like more like up to date, current footage. I thought that was going to be a big part of it. I think you need that in these kind of movies. Um, and I guess in the Daniel, the Devil and Daniel Johnston, I was kind of thinking back on this since I after I wrote my review, I was thinking back on this, and I think that that Devil and Daniel Johnston also didn't quite reveal what the what the current version of Deion Johnson looks like till till later um, and, and that that's a stark change especially if you go back to the early looking Deion Johnson when he was like a teen looking kid and then, then you see him now and he's like this old man and, and in went away some of that but it, but the thing I think why that doesn't work here and this may be this may be uh, come this may come across as being offensive or, or like um, I don't know what the what am I trying to say here. I'm not trying to, to to put him down to looks wise, but R.C.V. Moore, even when he was in New Jersey, he seemed old. Like even when he was doing this stuff on like the old public access TV shows, he doesn't seem old as now. But he had a beard, and he just the the change from now to now, he's like a big Santa looking dude. But he still looked like kind of an old madman, whereas the D- the Daniel Johnston uh, before and after is way more stark because he's this like little kid looking guy. Then he's this old. Then he's this old man, old big man. And he's this young skinny boy, and so you know in this case he's went from like middle aged older older looking man to old old man. So it, I think they tried to do something like that, but I think it, I think they could have staggered uh, the movie. Maybe could have used another pass in the editing room. Is all I'm trying to say. I think they got enough stuff. Um, They obviously, it's only an hour and 18 minutes long, so they didn't overstuff it at all. You know, I maybe could have flushed some some segments out or or given you a little bit more. I think they could have given you a little more of a um, jump, time jump uh, in the beginning, because the first 15 minutes are slow, and if you're an RSTV more fan, you're just like, well, I know all this. I know know they're doing a primer, and you kind of have to do that, but I wish they had kind of, Sucked you in a little, little more just from a just from a movie fan's kind of level. I understand they had to do what they had to do, and so me, me judging this film is I feel like I'm a little, uh, um, I, I'm so, I'm so into I, I'm such a big fan that's almost kind of like I'm not the tar- I'm so not the target audience in a way. For the kind of the broad documentary that's supposed to create more fans, Uh, and I think that is the you know hopefully is the point to 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 doing something like this for him. But then again, that this becomes a whole general sort of theme in his life is that he's self sabotaging. He's he's constantly um, coming close to uh, if you want to call it stardom or success, some level of that, and then he's just kind of falling flat in his face, or he's taking you know uh, one step forward, two or three, four steps backwards. Yeah, it's been that way for, for his whole career, now, you know, spanning five decades, and, um, yeah, that's, that's the film, uh, you know, it's got some bigger names in it, Mac DeMarco, um, and Ariel Pink, and who, I'm forgetting so I'm forgetting a couple, well, a few of them off the bat, um, uh, big, bigger, uh, Tim Burge, uh, the- Theo, the- Theophilus, Theophilus London, who I'm not, you know, he seems very interesting. Uh, David Shrigley, Mike Watt is in, I think he's in this one, Mike Watt's in this one, David Shrigley is an artist, and then Ariel Pink is in this one. Ariel Pink, uh, who's obviously, um, you know, before the they made this, he was not the, you know, it's weird talking about Ariel Pink now because, I, I mean, this is a whole other, I don't feel like I want to go down this rabbit hole. But I think, like, it's, people are, see him in there and be like, oh, well, he's, uh, he's a, okay, they're going to immediately kind of feel like by, it's like guilty by association. And I don't want to, I don't want to go down that. I just don't want to go down that. I'm just saying he's a part of the story, whether you like it or not. I think there's, there's a, you know, I don't think I, I'm not sure who I was into first, to be honest with you. I think I heard about Ariel Pink maybe after I heard about Stephen Moore. So I don't know, for me, it wasn't like, I, I oh, this guy, Ariel Pink's. Hyping up R. Steve Moore. I still like Ariel Pink. Um, it's complicated how to um, enjoy music with people like that uh, who you maybe don't agree with on other things. But I think that's all. Again, I, I said I wasn't going to go down this road, and here I am. Uh, and I guess I'll just leave it at that. It's he's in this a lot. Uh, there's a good say, a good chunk of him. But I think that's part of the story, and I think they had to tell it. I, no, I don't, I don't think you should hold that against them. Or is my my point being? Don't hold it against the filmmakers, R. Steve Moore, and anyone else really for for, uh, for that. He's got. I think he's got to be inclu- including in this. Uh, whether he, whether he's a piece of shit, I mean, he might be a, just a gigantic piece of shit. It looks like he probably is. He's he's a he's an interesting guy. He's a part of this story. So, um, but uh, again, neither here nor there. I said way too much. Did not mean to say all that much. <sighs> there's actually how many user reviews? I'm on IMDb looking up some of this background stuff. I just want to see if, there's any, if anyone's done a user review of this movie. I'm just curious. I think there's zero user reviews. Is that, is that right? Okay, uh so. Still alive, but nearly dead. I have jumped out in front of an Impala station wagon. Ow, is it is hit. other two as it were um tape to disc oh, Fuck! I, should, I didn't write any of this down should have written this down uh, Nuno Montiero I think is the guy's name okay yeah that's right Nuno Montiero did, did a film again these next two movies I'm talking about briefly uh tape R. Stevie Moore tape to disc now art now this guy, Nuno Montiero, who I looked up, and, the, and, the, and I thought he was from Portugal, and then I looked up, and there was a, there was a guy who just died who was a Portuguese professor. Professor, same spelling. Um, and fairly young man. Um, he was a political scientist at Yale, and he died... I don't think it's the same guy. But it is curious. I guess that it's just like a, a Portuguese name. I don't know. Um, so this guy, he... Uh, I knew about him early on because he is uh, a.k.a. Auto Sam, A-U-T-O Sam on YouTube. He's responsible for many, uh, many, many of the, especially early music videos. He edited a lot of uh, RCV Moore's tapes, digitized them, and created music video files for them. Uh, There was a period, I guess, in the 80s where or maybe '90s, uh, where where R. C. D. Moore was was big into VHS taping, and he taped a lot of lo-fi music videos, and, and then I guess the transfer to digital was helped by this guy, and he would be, he became a big part of the early on getting him online type uh, uh, story in the, you know, 2007, eight, nine, maybe uh, when a lot of the stuff kind of came online, and then 2012 he would he he released this documentary called Tape to Disc, and it's it's solely on pre-existing media, many of the videos, many of the, the videos that he that he used to make the music videos, the actual source files, and also other interviews and um, sound bites. Some some maybe were collected specifically for this. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think so. I think the whole thing was kind of put together on uh, mixed media, and it's about 42 minutes long. Uh, it's a pretty good. Again, it kind of just tells you the story, like you know, this is the this is the life story, and uh, it's it's no not really many, much you know new footage. It's sort of chron, it's f- fairly chronological. Um, quick look, uh, but if you're a fan, it's you know it's worth putting on, and it's uh it, you know did a nice job. He's obviously that guy, another guy's kind of a big part of the story. So uh, okay, that's that, and then the last one. Is I am a genius, parentheses, and there's nothing I can do about it. And I guess another subtitle would be uh, situ- uh, a movie about situations with R.C. Moore, which is a complicated title, a little clunky. Um, and this one was, I think, easily the most wildly inconsistent one. It was sort of a, a um, hodgepodge of archival stuff that they, that they obviously ripped from online uh, and then um, new footage filmed in Nashville around 2012, early 2012, 2011. Um, there was a French band, Hi Fi Club, Hi Fi Club, and they they're responsible for this movie. And I guess one of the guys in the movie, in the the direct, I guess the the de the, the, the facto director, maybe he's in the band. I'm not sure the the exact ties, but you, you hear you hear some French voices off camera uh, talking to to Stephen Moore in this. And there are some really good moments. They capture some really interesting stuff with him struggling to do certain things. One, there's one scene in particular where he's just kind of standing around a bunch of boxes and just, you know, he's he because this this is this captures him right at the moment where he moved from New Jersey back to Nashville and he's sort of unpacking. And he's just like, I have all this stuff in boxes and he's like, it drives him mad. At it, right? he's Like I just don't have shelves and it's like I, you know, the idea where the, it's kind of a metaphor, right? It's like you have all this stuff and you need to you need to put it, but you have nowhere to put it. So it's just like I think that that was a very um, nice metaphor, and there's some stuff at the very end when he's kind of, uh, drunk on wine, uh, talking, and that was actually the first, the first clip I played from this, the, the very top of this entire episode was from this movie, uh, where he's talking about how, you know, there's something wrong, there's, I have problems, and there's something wrong with me, but what, what not, I, there's nothing to be done about it, and that's very, like, it's a very sad, it's sort of bleak, but it's also, uh, I found, I found it very, I found something, like, just, just, Uh, The show of like weakness there, of human weakness, and just being like, this is this is it, this is what laying your cards on the table in such an honest way and on camera. Something I really liked. There's another scene where he's buying wine in this, and he's just looking for it, and and he's talking to this really nice clerk or a, a manager at a uh, at, a, at a, a liquor store or wine store in nashville and, and he's just looking for cheap wine to be he's like i don't want anything too cheap and he's talking about these brands like gallo and these are shitty brands and he's just like yeah this is pretty good and um you know just the, the struggle of just just of him trying to buy wine and being like i don't you know i don't want it to be too bad i want but i want to i want to get i, I want to like but i don't want to spend a lot of money <laughs> and it's very sad just but i like, also just like uh uh, you know, if anything, like the, those those were like to come of the, the, some of the stronger moments, in all any, all three of these were in this movie. But then this movie just had like a, some head scratching, like that stuff's really good. But then they had one where like he, they, they, I swear to God, it's ten minutes long of him just just trying to find the right wire, figure out why this mixer isn't working with his, with his computer, and it's just it's all it's ten minutes unedited. And I get it, I get why you would show something like that, but like if, if, even if I can get get why they did that it doesn't mean they should have done that <laughs> staggering to the end here um so yeah i'm recording this on my phone i have no idea how what this turns out last time i did this did something on my phone it was for i think the sound of metal review that i did and it was completely garbled and it, the, i actually i posted it as is even though it's on you can't hear anything i'm saying and I'm, this was almost a half an hour of me talking up here in my in my attic, uh, laying on the floor. So I'd be pretty mad if this doesn't come out, but I guess that's the whole point of this. This is uh, maybe, how, maybe how I will record episodes from time to time until uh, I have a sound. I have my office... Um, Back to not having these crazy sound pollution uh, with a guy hammering right literally right below my feet so uh, well, that's <laughs> or or I might not put out any more episodes for a couple weeks or very few that's probably the what's most likely going to happen I'll figure out a way to record one or two here and there but really what I'm doing is I'm working on the archives at moviejeff.com getting that website completely up to snuff uh, is 90% there or so right now uh, and you know, I think the, the issues that, 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 that why are, you know, what I'm talking about are, are not exactly like ones that you would even detect if you go visit it right now. But uh, I'm getting it to where I wanted to be. So that's that. Um, our Stevie Moore, folks, if you don't know, well, now you know. Uh, and uh, go check him out. Go watch all of these films. They're all, every, all three of them now are on youtube.com. They're just a search away. So we watch them for free, and you don't have to worry about, um, you know, going to, you know, you don't have to worry about anything. Just put them on. (laughs) Okay, bye. moviejeff.com Go